In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today is fall kickoff, and it's a start of a new year that gives us a chance to have a renewal of sorts, a recommitment of sorts, and that's not just for children off to school or teachers and staff off to school, but for all of us. We get kind of that new year moment where we can say, hey, we're going to go to church again. We're going to get recommitted. We're going to do more for ourselves, those things that we know are good for us. And it's a wonderful opportunity for us in our own faith. And then we come to church and we hear a gospel like that. So Luke today, <laughs> Luke gives us what doesn't kind of feel like a back-to-school sort of gospel. I'll just be honest. I read that and I thought, oh, geez, what do I do? And I thought maybe I'll preach on Jeremiah, whatever. So what we find in Luke is this very interesting moment. It's a kind of aggressive Jesus. I will tell you, I like an aggressive Jesus. But this passage can be misunderstood very easily. Jesus says, do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. And we know that Jesus is a good teacher. Jesus tells stories that have those wonderful ideas that can help guide our lives. We know that Jesus' teachings always have some component that can be helpful to us. But really what Jesus has in all of his teachings goes beyond just sort of the moral of the story. What Jesus does in his teachings is he points beyond the words and the lessons that he is offering, and he points to God through him. In all of his teachings, he points to a truth in God that passes all understanding. And many times, most of the time, those teachings tend to be more gentle than what we hear today. But in a very real way, when Jesus points to God through him, that he is that way where we connect with God most completely, what is happening is he is setting out an opportunity for us to follow a path in our lives that might actually divide us from others, that might divide us from people in our family or our friends or our community, because it differentiates people who follow Jesus from people who do not. Oftentimes, those stories are a bit softer. Today, we happen to get one of those stories that is a bit sharper, and that's okay, because when we start a new school year like we are today, it gives us an opportunity to realize just what God has put in front of us, the choice that each one of us gets to make. Now, I am back this Sunday from a sabbatical over the summer, and we were able to spend a lot of time in Europe, and that family time together is such a gift, and I'm grateful to St. Michael for giving me that kind of time away with my family. And although there are plenty of different things I'll talk about it, sure, at some point, one of the ideas that stuck with me from this time away is just how disconnected Europeans are from religion, from faith in general. Now, I've been over many, many times, but I had not ever spent a significant amount of time in Europe without kind of like specific things to do, right? There's no conference, there's no meetings, there's no work. I could just sort of be in the culture. And being that, you know, I do what I do and I'm a nerd, we loved going to see churches and we would go to little services and even songs and Eucharist and that sort of stuff. And we'd be sitting there with a few other people, almost always Americans. And it occurred to me that 
Europeans aren't just not going to church like they used to. You know, in my mind, I knew that people didn't really go to church in Europe like they do here in the U.S., but I kind of thought that it was just not going to church. What I discovered through conversations with friends who live there and also just strangers that I met is that religion in general has become something completely disconnected from everyday life. It's as if it's been left to the side. It's not something that people kind of wish they did. It's a total disconnection. And that has stuck with me, and I'm still processing that. But when I read today's gospel passage, I realized this is the sort of problem that happens when religion is no longer useful, or when religion becomes so rigid that rules begin to separate people from God. It makes me very happy to be in a church like St. Michael, where we try our best to not let that kind of thing happen, where rules do not get in the way, where rules do not exclude us from being deeply connected to God, where we actually share a life of faith that is more of an opportunity for hopefulness and purpose and not something that is obligatory or duty or fear-driven. I mean, in fact, if you are here because you are afraid of God, stop. If you're watching online because you are afraid of God, don't do that. God does not want you to be afraid. God wants you to find hope and purpose and to feel that love that you did not earn and to be changed because of it. We are here today to kick off a new school year, and it gives us an opportunity to actually begin to make choices once again that can be good for our lives. Now, I know that there are a lot of pressures in the world, especially for parents raising kids right now. And I'm totally with you. I was school shoe shopping yesterday, so I understand. But what I hear almost every single week from some adult, most likely a parent raising kids, is that they have gotten out of the habit of church and they decided just this Sunday they would come and they sat in the pews and they sang the songs and they said the prayers and they felt so good. And they remembered just how good it feels to actually be here and be in this community, and they want to be here more often. But life is busy. Life is busy for everyone, regardless of whatever that busy looks like. And it is very easy for us to disconnect ourselves from those things that are good for us because there are so many things that we have to do. And so today, I think we hear this invitation to follow Jesus that is actually not an easy thing to do. Jesus says he brings division. Well, what that division actually looks like for us today is that we make a choice that other people in our lives may not make. We prioritize being part of a church, pursuing a life of faith, reconnecting with God in a deep way that other people do not make. We are now, when we make that kind of choice, much more countercultural than we would have been generations ago. No one expects that people will actually go to church anymore. Even though people may want to, they often do not. How many times have I heard a parent say to me, well, my kids are tired, they don't really want to go, they don't want to come, they don't enjoy that. And then I think to myself, occasionally I say it out loud, but I try not to, that how many times do you let your children decide what they do or do not do? Because I'm pretty sure if we were to pull our kids and say, do you really love school and want to go every day? They would say, no. Well, how many parents say, okay, you don't have to go to school this year? Of course they don't, because school is good. This is even better. 
This life of faith that defines us, that roots us, that gives us purpose and hope way beyond anything we can do on our own, this is so much better than anything else we can do for ourselves, for our children, for our friends, and for our family. And we are being invited into that kind of life again this year. Do not let excuses get in the way. Do not let busyness and pressure get in the way. And I'll tell you why. We are in no lack of stress and pressure in the world. Every single one of us sitting in here today have our own personal pressures and stressors that keep us up at night. And that has nothing to do with what's going on in the world. Our world pours that kind of pressure and stress and anxiety on us every single day. But what I want us to get to is a place where we know we cannot handle all of that pressure and stress and anxiety. We cannot do that on our own. We actually need God to help us carry that weight, to help us sustain ourselves through life when it is hard. God is there for us, never leaving us alone. God loves us enough to help lift us up when we fall and help to carry that stress with us. And if we jettison that and we disconnect from God, we are actually alone. None of us should ever be that way. We all have this offer, this invitation, this opportunity to walk with God and to walk with one another as we seek after God. It is a beautiful opportunity to choose, to prioritize this kind of life of faith. We want to be guided here, to grow deeper here. And what you will see throughout this school year is St. Michael trying to be supportive of that journey. We take seriously that formation of discipleship, our identity as disciples of Jesus, and we are going to begin doing new things post-COVID that will help to reinforce that kind of discipleship formation for each one of us, individually and in small groups and in this big group. There are lots of details. We will roll those out as we go throughout this school year. But I want you to know now that it takes commitment It takes a commitment of your own personal desire to be connected to God in a very real way. I want that for you. I think you want that for yourself. And not only for the people sitting in here, but there are others in our lives that we can invite into that same kind of life of faith. It doesn't just stop with us. There are people we love who feel disconnected, who feel like they're drifting out there in the ether. And what they really need is not just the moral of a good story, but what they really need is Christ's presence deep inside them to sustain them and support them and to show them that what we see in the pain of this world is not all there is. This, this is what we do together here. This is the moment we get to recommit ourselves to that kind of life of faith here. A new school year means a new beginning. You are not alone. And there are others in your life who are searching, and we, you, can help them find that truth of Christ that sets us all free. Amen.